Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you are blessed by today's sermon. Good morning and happy Easter six months later. <laughs> we are looking at Luke 24, verses 1 through 12 this morning. And in a way, the women's experience, though only for three days, teaches us something about our current condition. But let's go back first to the end of chapter 23, and let's trace where the women were and what happened to them. Right at the end of chapter 23, after Joseph of Arimathea has gone to ask for the body of Jesus, he goes to the tomb and the women who had followed Jesus and came down from Galilee followed Joseph of Arimathea to the tomb. And here's what Luke tells us. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes. But they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. Being observant Jews, they were not even permitted to break the Sabbath rest in order to pro properly prepare Jesus' body for burial. That would have to wait until after the Sabbath. And in the meantime they went home and prepared the spices and perfumes to mask the smell of Jesus' decaying body. They did this so when the sun rose after the Sabbath, they would have all of that ready to finish this final act of care for their deceased rabbi. And they probably didn't sleep much for the, those two nights. Now, going to the tomb, these women had no hope. Jesus was dead to them. They had watched his body being laid in the tomb. All they could hope to do was to honor his life by treating his mortal remains with respect. They were grieving. They were focused solely on their perceived loss. And they did not expect anything except more sorrow. Here's what Luke tells us happens next. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb taking the spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Now, this is adding insult to injury. Already they're grieving, their future looks bleak, and Jesus' body was missing. And according to the other gospel accounts, they now thought that Jesus' body had been stolen. But notice what happens next. While they were perplexed about this matter, Behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel, and they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground. Now, these men in dazzling apparel had not just come from Brooks Brothers. They had come from heaven, and as it turns out, they were angels who were radiating the glory of the Lord, and they cast a whole new light on the situation, basically asking the women, why are you wasting your time? You should know better. Here's what they say to the women while they're bowed down. Why do you seek the living among the dead? This angelic rebuke set the stage for the angel's proclamation of the joyous, joyous Easter message. Because they say next, he is not here, but has risen. And they probably had a say what on their faces, that kind of expression when the angels continued to say, remember how he told you 
While he was still in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words. Now the light begins to come on. We don't know whether they immediately believed that Jesus had risen from the dead, but shortly thereafter they became messengers of what they had seen and heard. And the great truth here for us is it is the Word of God that makes sense of everything. The very structure of this final chapter of Luke makes this clear. Because in Luke 24, there are three different events that take place. First, the women's encounter with the angels at the empty tomb. Secondly, the encounter on the road to Emmaus. And then thirdly, Jesus' appearance to his disciples in Jerusalem. And significantly, all three episodes consist of a call to remember God's Word. First, the women are told, as we just read, remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day rise, and they remembered his words. And then on the road to Emmaus, Jesus chided the two disciples, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning him. And then, back in Jerusalem, at the end of the chapter, when he is instructing the whole apostolic band, Jesus says, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. And then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. Now, as an aside, one of the reasons we are going to begin Wednesday nights as seed and soil, God's word, our hearts, is because we want to take the time and intentionally be about the business of getting God's word into our hearts where it can take root and grow and where we will have the word to remember. Okay? So I'm looking forward to seeing you all on Wednesday nights. And what's interesting to note is that while they were dreary and depressed and, and moping around, that God was hard at work. And he was in the process of preparing the best thing that would ever happen to anyone in this world. It's what God had been about and what he had been planning for and what he'd been preparing for. And in the midst of death of Christ, the women and the disciples had completely forgotten that Scripture prophesied and that Jesus personally taught them that he would die and rise from the dead. So at this point, what was the difference between the women and the apostles as opposed to a group of unbelievers? Nothing. They were grieving as those who had no hope. Now, oddly enough, this encourages me. Because if this crew that had been with Jesus for some time did not remember or put faith in God's word, even when he told them exactly what was going to happen, then I feel a little better about the fact that my own shortcomings often fall in the same direction. For we can read God's word 
and we can study God's Word, and yet we can still not believe God's Word, not put our trust in God's Word, not live as though it is true in the same way that we live as though if I sit on this chair, it's going to hold me up. Instead of fixing our eyes on God and on His promises, we become mesmerized by our problems. We forget that God is greater than any problem we can ever face, including death. Of course, Easter is the feast that proves this is true. Even being crucified and having his dead, lifeless body laid in a tomb could not stop Jesus from rising to new life. And he promises to do the same for all who believe. In John 6, 44, this is the will of my Father, Jesus is saying, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. Let us not forget God's word, God's promise. Let us remember. Brothers and sisters, it is transparently obvious from Luke's account that the disciples did not invent the resurrection story. At first, they neither understood it nor believed it. The disciples were not myth makers, but simply witnesses who saw the empty tomb, met the risen Lord, either at the tomb or in Galilee, and came to believe the word of God. That Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, according to the Scriptures. And when these people took God at his word, and they put their trust in him, their lives began to change, and so did their world. So how about those of us living in this time of covid it is easy after six months of unrelenting quarantines and a lack of social activity to begin to feel depressed and defeated by this pandemic. Just like the disciples, we can lose sight of God, lose faith in his word, and just stew in our problems and focus on resentment. But that mindset just leads to more depression, more resentment, and it doesn't help anyone, especially ourselves. As the grieving women initially expected nothing but more sorrow, we can reach a point where we too are so separated from God and His Word that we can expect nothing but more COVID misery. And the antidote to this is the same for us as it was for the woman at the empty tomb. We need to remember God's Word. We need to believe his promises, and we need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. He is the answer. And when we do this, our lives will change even if COVID doesn't. And so will our world, because God's plans for us are good. That is his promise to us. And because we who are in Christ can call on the power that raised Jesus from the grave. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.